When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Let me be 
Mercedes Benz. She got a lot of pretty, pretty boys that she calls friends. How they dance in the courtyard, sweet summer sweat. Some dance to remember, some dance to forget. Night, night of matter, black flowers blossom. Let's live that fantasy together, shall we? What's up? It is Ryan. This is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, How's everybody doing? We have made it to another end of the week. I'm so sorry I was absent uh, on um, Thursday. So, So the situation, you guys, is I have a massive Tom Sandoval interview. I'm talking like two and a half hours that I've been whittling down, and I have to get it approved to release. And I have not gotten that approval. It was supposed to be out like three days ago. So I'm sorry about that. You have that to look forward to. I promise you that there is a lot of good stuff in it, but we got to wait. We got to do it the right way. And I'm trying, he, you know, in very Tom Sandoval fashion, he wants to make sure everything is perfect. And it's, I mean, it's kind of very Tom Sandoval, which I love. And by the way, this Saturday at the Canyon Club, Tom Sandoval and the most extras in uh, in California. I'm going to be there. Uh, let's party. Let's hang out. Let's dance to amazing covers. So please come for real. I would love to uh, see any of you guys there. That would be awesome. Uh, I know DJ James Kennedy is going to be opening. Uh, I think Sheena, Brock, all those guys will be there. So if you're there, if you're in town this weekend, come on out. Uh, see a fun cover band. Fun cover. I mean, even if it wasn't Tom Sandoval, I would want to see a cover band do these songs. But anyways, enough about that. Today, we're going to get back to basics. We're going to go to Real Housewives of Orange County, a solo recap of the last two weeks episodes. It'll be a little quicker than I usually do it because we're now dealing with broad themes, you know, and especially when you get two back to back, you know, it's too, it's too intense to do that, that much recapping for two episodes because we got to catch up so we can be back on schedule for next week, which by the way, next week's already a killer week. Like I have talked to so many cool people this week that it is, it's, 
the week has presented so many challenges that I keep forgetting how many cool things happen, which is, isn't that the case? We always just forget the good things in our life that are actually happening and kind of just focus on the bad. And by the way, speaking of bad, if you hear it, there's a, the, a, a humming underneath. Uh, I'm so sorry if that is bothering you, but a pipe burst in, uh, in my house. And, um, so it's underneath the house and all this bad stuff happened. And now there's a bunch of fans under my house to, they fixed the pipe, I guess. And now they're fanning it all out and restoration to fix everything. So that is what we are dealing with over here. So that is what that sound is. Try to bear with it. I don't know how bad it'll be. I'll try to fix the audio processing, but that's, that's it. But I wanted to let you guys know I'm aware if you hear it and let's just make the best of it. Now, before we get into today, we got to we got to deal with a couple news stories um, that I'll be talking about with Sophie on Monday. Definitely. But Machine Gun Kelly and, and uh, Megan Fox, you guys, they did it. They are just as annoying as ever um, to me. I know you guys might like them. I personally um, no, I do not. I do not. um uh, I do not like them. <laughs> and and in pure Megan, only in Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly fashion, they got married uh, or got engaged under a banyan tree, um, uh, drinking each other's blood. And I'm going to read you Megan Fox's uh, Instagram caption. I think this is great. The Instagram caption says, okay, guys, you, got, you guys have already read this, but um, I need you guys to hear it from me so we can all go through this together and go, what the hell is happening in this world? So it's a whole video of them from different angles, which, by the way, like how many people worked on this? Was there a crew of 30 shooting there and get like we're talking all angles? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Did they have to stop and do take after take? So Megan Fox says in July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. <laughs> I'm already out. I'm already out. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time. What pain? That you fucking went to every award show under the planet for the last two? What the fuck? What, what pain? Are you, are you? Brian Austin Green is going through pain. That's who's going through pain. Unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow a year and a half later, having walked through hell together, we have walked through rich person's hell and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible. You're so funny, machine gun. He asked me to marry him. She's switching like tenses. And, so, and just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes, dot, dot, dot. And then we drank each other's blood. One eleven twenty two. Oh my God! You're so intense, Megan. You're so goth. We did it. The lady from Transformers got married to the guy who used to be a rapper, and he's now a punk rocker. I'm sorry, I can't. I just can't. Okay, we're all we're all stocked up here on 2022. I don't need. I don't need it. And by the way, I love it if people drink their own blood. Drink it. I don't need to know about. It. Why does it have to be a press release? Just drink the blood. I said, just drink the blood. Who cares? Are you kidding me? Why do we have to be that? Like, just fucking drink your own blood in private. We don't need to know. Oh, it's so cool. We're going to let everybody know they're going to freak. Like, 14-year-olds probably think this is cool. No offense if half the audience thinks it's cool. I just think, you know what I like? You know, the weird thing I like to do with my blood is I like to keep it in my body. I don't know if you guys 
or a fan of that, or if you've ever tried it, it's amazing. You know what it does? It fuels your body and helps you live. Now, when I drink it, it just doesn't give me the same, you know, boner that it does Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. I, and also that that in every lifetime before this and in every lifetime in the future. Like, what the fuck? What is it? So the Brian Austin Green, the guy he's married to, was there no lifetimes in the past or future? Did she always knew that, that he wasn't the one? Like, I don't like Brian Austin Green probably cheated a bunch, too. Who knows? But like. I, I'm sorry, you guys. I want to I want to be supportive. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know if I do want to be supportive. I just I needed to talk to you guys about it. It's ridiculous. Um, also, Kanye West uh, is out and about in Los Angeles. He has taken the uh, the uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus Show to L.A. Like I said, he went to Craig's the other night. Uh, amazing, <laughs> huge, <laughs> it's just hysterical. And but unfortunately, he uh, he is being investigated by the Los Angeles. Police Department, uh, TMZ is reporting under investigation for criminal battery. He's allegedly punched a fan at 3 a.m. at Soho House downtown, I believe that is where he was at. But this is it's never good when the cops get involved. But I, I mean, I'm worried about Kanye. I also saw this video of Antonio Brown, the football player that just got released from a football team for being wacky. Um, Floyd Mayweather, I believe. I'm not really good with sports, you guys. Kanye, Julia Fox, and some random people all like kind of sitting on a couch, rolling around, and with people taking pictures. I mean, I don't know, you guys. It's like there's something dark here. I don't get a good vibe from it. No offense, Julia Fox. It just feels dark, and like Kanye's drinking again, and we know he said that's not good for him. And I just hope, I mean, he's obviously in a lot of pain. Most likely like who, I mean, who wouldn't be in a lot of pain if your girlfriend started dating or your wife started dating Pete Davidson that causes pain. Sure. But man, we gotta, uh, we gotta watch him, you know? And he was also just announced as a, uh, Sunday night headliner for Coachella, which, uh, will be interesting. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to make that happen. And also we got, uh, yesterday that the Oscars are still going to take place. You guys, um, because remember the Golden Globes didn't really have a ceremony this year. Golden Globes, the Oscars are going to take place though, and they don't. They want to do a host, but they don't know. And then an article got released yet that feelers were put out to Pete Davidson to host the Oscars. Have we lost our GD minds? The blood is one thing, right? The blood is one thing. But now Pete Davidson, who's barely been in any fucking movies ever, is going to host the Oscars? Are we out of our mind? Are the Oscars supposed to be a TikTok fad now? What the hell is going on? This is a real life scenario. Come on. I think this, I can't do it. I can't do it with Pete. No offense. Nice guy. Probably a funny guy. Shouldn't host the Oscars. Shouldn't. Like, put Steve Martin. Put Tom Hanks. Put somebody that's actually acted. Like, that is funny and has acted. Like, this shouldn't be a joke. Come on, man. These are institutions I actually once respected. I once watched the Academy Awards as a kid, and I, I remember, like, dreaming of hosting one day. And by the way, I'm not saying choose me. I'd be horrible. Just the worst choice. But I used to dream of being Billy Crystal as host. Or, like, I watched all of that shit. And it should go to somebody that little kids... I mean, who knows? Little kids might look up to Pete Davidson. But do you know what I'm saying? I'm not... I just feel like Pete could get there in, like, 10 to 15 years, you know? Like, Pete 
could definitely get there. I just say he's not there yet. I mean, Pete just signed on to a horror film yesterday. A horror film, you guys, like a mirror, like a, like a, a slasher film, not like a good one, like Scream, like a creepy slasher film. Like Pete is in that phase of his career and we've seen pop stars do this, but he's not a pop star. He's a comedian, but where they're getting now all of this attention, even more than they were getting and they're getting weird offers thrown their way. So he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I could. I'll do a movie. Sure. Yeah, that sounds fun. Let's do a movie. So I just like I'm cool with most celebrity stories at this point, but this is just too much. I, I don't know. I can't do it. If the Oscars have Pete Davidson as host, like I need the Oscars to be long and boring and funny when the host comes out, but not like not like MTV Movie Awards funny. Like Pete should be hosting the MTV Movie Awards. Like fuck. I watched Miley's Rockin' New Year's Eve or whatever he hosted. It was fine, but it wasn't like, damn it, this man knows exactly what he's doing with hosting. Like, it wasn't like that. It was a New Year's Eve special where he introduced Jack Harlow. Like, it's not, there's there's no equivalency here. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have a heart attack. I really, I can't. I can't. How are you guys doing? Are you good? You're going to have the best weekend ever? I hope so. Oh, I just got to I've got to come down from this. This is too much. Too much has happened this week. You guys, we're going to start with Real Housewives of Orange County. I got to tell you, we're going to do two episodes. Tella Noella is the first one. That's episode five. Now, if I was a betting man, Tella Noella, I think they're doing a play on Tella Novella, the Spanish soap operas. And instead of novella, they put Noella because <laughs> she's dramatic. Also, unpopular opinion. I don't trust Noella as far as I can throw her. I don't trust her ex-husband, Sweet James, either. He's even worse. Noella, though, in this past, on episode six, she does some shit where I'm like, you're weird, girl. You're weird. And not weird in, like, an artistic way, like, weird in a thirsty way. And at one point, she calls Dr. Jen thirsty, and it's like, are we, like, another thing where I'm like, am I, am I, am I on this earth? Am I, am I living and breathing on this earth right now? Come on! So... At the end of episode four, we are over at Emily's house because she's throwing a party because Shane passed the bar. And Heather pulled Shannon Bedore aside to have a conversation with her because all of that shit happened at Heather DeBro's house that started off the season. So huge, you know. So uh, we end with, you know, Heather saying to Shannon and Shannon's like, I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. You know? And Heather's like, my turn. If you ever come after me or my, she goes, da, 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 or my family, you're going to lose a lot more than my friendship. This will cost a lot. I'm not saying it as a threat. I'm saying it as a promise. I will defend my family to the end. And uh, I, she's like intense, you guys. She's like on a telenovela right there. And Heather's like, I thought we were good. And it was a big fuck you. And Shannon's just like, I'm horrified at all this. I'm horrified. And Heather's like, I don't know if I trust you a hundred percent but I'm willing to forgive you. And Shannon's like, I'm a loyal friend. I screwed up. I made a lot of lapses of judgment and I apologize about that. And Heather in a talking head goes, Shannon is not crying because she feels bad. No, she feels remorse. No, no, no. She's crying because she got caught. I made a huge mistake. I'm sorry. Thank you. I appreciate that. Don't fuck with my 
family. And Shannon goes, I'm not going to. I'm serious, Shannon. Okay, good. And then they pinky promise, which is like wild when somebody kind of threatens somebody that's like, pinky swear. Um, then Heather gets up to go to go get Terry because Shannon has to, I want you to apologize to Terry now. And Terry's like in there, like, he's like, oh, okay, I gotta go this way. And, and so she sits Terry down, Terry old red bulbous nose Terry and uh goes um Shannon goes so listen I want to say I'm so sorry for any hurt I caused you you're a brilliant surgeon with an impeccable reputation Shannon is like trying to think of like ten dollar words to show how serious she is about Terry and Terry goes um well I just didn't understand why Shannon and then he goes, let's just move on and forget about it. And Sh- Shannon's like, Ugh. you can just hear Shannon fart, like she, like a fart relief. Like, Shannon's like, oh, Terry, thank you. And it's so, it's so wild, you guys. Heather and Terry rule with an iron fist, man. But I love that Terry, you could tell Terry behind the scenes is like, that motherfucker ever comes to me, I'll fucking destroy that life. And then on camera, he's like, hey, no, it's all good. It's all good, bro. No, 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 no. But Shannon's all relieved. We cut to Emily, Gina, and Noella doing Charlie's Angels poses. Um, Is that like a requisite? Uh, If there's more than three ladies at a party, do you have to do the Charlie's Angels pose? Um, Terry comes out of the room all happy and he's like, Hey, Heather, there's a full fish thing happening right here. And Heather goes, Oh, I like fish. I like a fish. I like a fish. We get a cut of Perry, Shane's mom, who's just eating. I need a whole series on Perry, Shane's mom. She looked fascinating. Did everybody catch this? Where she looks like a very, like a much more, uh, prettier version of, of the lady that over tans in there's something about Mary. Do you know um, Magna Magda Magda? I think her name is Magda. A uh, very much a uh, way prettier version of that, but I need more of her. I need it. You know, Shane cuts in line at his own party to get food. Um, then uh, jo- Shannon is talking to John, obviously shaken up. And John's like, well, was Heather and Terry gracious? And Shannon goes, Terry was. And John says, Hmm. That doesn't sit well with me. That's not okay. And in a talking head, they have a couple talking head together. And he's like, my heart breaks for Shannon when she's hurt. I'm hurt. And you'd fucking see Shannon's girl boner, man. Like, she's like, doing. Uh, she's like, I've never had that kind of support from someone who has, you know, he has my back in a big way. <laughs> Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. 
So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We cut back to the party. Heather is telling Noella, hey, if you... If you need us, you know, we're here for you, Noella. Uh, Dr. Jen is looking at these ladies from the side and reminds us that Noella has been treating her rude and snotty and it's not not been cool. I got to say, even with Noella, the way she sips out of her straw at this party is alarming. It's I mean, it's, you know, there's something not sexual, but they're like almost like I'm trying to be kitsy. You know what I'm saying? When somebody's like playing too much with their straw. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm such a grumpy mood. You guys, I'm so sorry. Ugh, so grumpy. But you know what I'm saying? It's annoying. Um, So uh, Nicole is talking to Dr. Jen and Nicole's trying to get Dr. Jen and Noella to talk. And Nicole says. Noella, come on over here. What do you, you have a huge cup? What is that? And the Dr. Jen is like, fine, I'll take the moment. She's like, hey, Noella, I feel like there's a tension between us. And Noella is like, she looks like Bam, like Bambi, like, oh, okay. And like, and they go to the side to talk and, and, uh, Noella goes, how many times have we met each other? And Dr. Jen's like, well, I've, I met you twice. And, and, and she's like, yeah, once here and, once at Bronwyn's house. And Dr. Jen's like, what have I done that upset you? And Noella goes, not upsetting, disturbing. Two weeks ago, you posted a picture of yourself thanking your patients and you tagged me and it was poorly lit. And I work exclusively with a med spa and I have for years. So I had to report it to Instagram to have it removed. And Dr. Jen's like, I don't even remember doing that. Who tags someone twice in a photo of themselves and not even a cute one. And in a talking head, Dr. Jen's like, well, Noella here is throwing a tantrum like my kids at home. And I'm going to have to call Ryan now or Ryan or orange Ryan or whatever we call him because she, you know, but I got to say guys, I don't know your opinion, but to me, this read batshit that somebody would say it's a poorly lit picture insinuating this other person was not great looking. And it was just seems so weird and that she cared so much about her med spa that she had been working with for years. Like, oh, my God, Noella, were you so huge before this show that you you probably fucking were working at that med spa because of Bronwyn? You're from Bronwyn. You're from the thirsty Bronwyn camp. So I don't trust anybody in the Bronwyn camp. I'm sorry. No offense. I, I think Bronwyn's doing some amazing work with her like charities and stuff or like sobriety and all that stuff. But I just don't like and then to come at Dr. Jen like this, you might not like Dr. Jen, but Dr. Jen doesn't read totally fake to me. Dr. Jen looks just seems like she has a really bad marriage. Um, Noella um, says, um, you're just a thirsty girl. You're a thirsty girl. Let's get the thirsty girl a lemonade. And Noella... <laughs> 
And Noelle's like, yes, girl, I'm good. I don't need a lemonade. And Dr. Jen's like, what is fucking going on here? You were saying all the weird shit at the one party I met you at. And then Noelle's like, go try to be relevant somewhere else. And it just stops the scene. And then Dr. Jen runs into Heather DeBrow and is like, no, I'm not all right. This whole situation just happened. And Noelle is off talking to Shannon and John, which John must be like, how the fuck did I get here? Thank God I know John likes a stiff drink because Noelle is coming up explaining what just happened. And Heather's there too. And Heather doesn't understand the lemon or no, sorry, Dr. Jen's talking to Heather and Heather's like, okay, okay. I understand everything. I don't understand the lemon thing. What do you mean? Like, cause she said thirsty with the lemonade. Um, so that's happening that clears out. And then it's just Shannon and John getting food. And this is another scene I could have used an hour of, of just Shannon. This is so real to me of like my mom of at a mom, like just there, just, narrating the entire thing that's happening. She's like, what's this? A radish? I don't, I don't want all this food. Two kinds of rice. John, what kind is this? I don't know. Uh, is that an onion? What's going on? It's just so awkward, but I could watch it forever. To me, that is the reality of this reality show are moments like that. Um, so Noella goes back to talking to Shannon. Shannon's, you know, saying how uh, bummed out she had this situation with Heather. And Noella's like, you're better than that, my dear. You're just better, Shannon. You're better than that. Why is Noella so far up Shannon Bedore's ass? Have we figured that out? Like, Noella has gone into this season thinking Shannon's the power player. So I think this is a calculated move on Noella's part and not that she genuinely likes Shannon. Do you guys think I'm crazy? But I genuinely think that's true. So Heather... Um, Heather, we hear, they're all sitting down eating. Uh, Heather invites Gina and Travis to the racetrack with her and Terry. And Shannon and Noella are right there, and she doesn't invite <laughs> fight, uh, them. And uh, Gina's like, yeah, I'll go with you. And uh, Heather's like, good, yay. And, you know, uh, Shannon's like, I'm blackballed from Heather DeBro's invite list. Uh, Emily gets up and makes a speech. Um that, uh, you know, congratulations to Shane when he, he had a wife and five kids and he never gave up. And I really won the lottery when I married him 13 years ago. <laughs> I mean, not the, not like a national lottery, maybe like a small town lottery. I don't know. Like I, I, I love the, I love the sentiment, but I think it's just funny because we all know Shane as a curmudgeon and I love their love and I'm glad they worked through their shit. But like Shane is a bump on a log. And I mean that in a good way. Like the dude has never even drank. He's never even smoked weed. He likes to be a smart ass. That's his vice. You know, let him do that, I guess. So Emily makes that speech and then Noella goes, yay, attorneys. Kind of like a little bit of a smart ass, but I don't know if that's what she meant because she's going through a divorce. Who knows? But she's on notice. I got an eye on Noella. I'm coming for you, Noella. I swear to God. There's something else going on. Um, so the belly dancers come out and they're like, ting, 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 ting. Belly, belly, belly. Uh, there's a lady with a chandelier on the head, like uh, that Beauty and the Beast, the candelabra guy. I don't know. What is his name? Candily? I don't know. So, um, and then during the scene, you guys, Terry and Heather, Terry DeBro is behind Heather 
and they're watching this standing up and he's doing this weird bouncing thing like he's like penetrating her from behind but not like in a sexy way it's in like a really creepy like don't move it's like how I pictured in Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip when Kyle said she hooked up with Mauricio at a black tie event at a table and I'm just like uh, like it's just you guys know this scene because they do another bouncy thing when they get to the racetrack and I'm like they love this Terry loves to get behind Heather and kind of bop her up and down and Heather seems to really enjoy it he's like nerdily penetrating her you know it's my worst nightmare and then all of a sudden we get a random shot of Larry Shane's father just looking at all of this from inside the house behind a glass door it's amazing he's just like oh oh uh, like free Larry, free Larry. Let Larry go out and hang out with the belly dancers. He's by himself watching the belly dancers. New scene. We're uh, with uh, Shannon Bedore scene with her family. We got Stella and Adeline, two of her daughters, Sophie and Sophie's new boyfriend. Reese is there and her dad is there. Big Dick Daddy from Cincinnati is Kelly. Uh, Kelly Claude uh, likes to call him. And, uh, you know, Shannon is saying uh, she has never seen her daughter happier than she is with Reese. Reese is going to be a future podiatrist, folks. So that's great. Um, Gene uh, reminds us that he likes to be called Gene the Machine Kelly. Um, they talk about uh, Shannon bumped into her dad at the Quiet Woman, which is the restaurant, a famous restaurant for the OC. It's where Kelly Dodd and Shannon got into it. And Kelly made the glass blowfish on the door. Iconic. And. She's like, Dad, I saw you there. What time did you leave? He's like, I left around 12 o'clock. Her dad's 92 years old, guys. Like, that's incredible. Who? I mean, that that's truly incredible. Um, so uh, she's like, uh, I want to. Oh, yeah. So then the dad's like, all the people are at the table, all the kids. And he's like, I want to tell you stories about our day in Bel days in Bel Air. I was at an Christmas party. Christmas party. There were only two seats left. Dean Martin was sitting right next to me and he's like, why are we here so early? And nobody at the table knows who it is except for Shannon. And it's so sad because like the Rat Pack, come on, you guys. I know most people like don't know this shit. And I, it just makes me sad to think about future generations because I bothered to learn that shit because it's respectful and they were cool. Like, I, you know, I don't know. There, there needs to be somebody like hmm, me guiding your kids through pop culture. You know what I'm saying? I should do a Ryan's guide of pop culture for kids. <gasps> Holy shit. That's not a, wait a sec. That's not a bad idea at all. I swear to God, if anybody does that idea, I will sue the pants off you. And I will prove that you listen to this phones, hold memories. They don't lie folks, but like it, right. So bad. It's good presents. Ryan explains pop culture to kids. Oh my God. That's it. Anyways, these girls then are talking to her. They're like, I don't know the rat. They look it up and they're like, oh, Frank Sinatra? Who's that? But they're juniors in high school, whatever. Um, the dad says he wants to spend more time with Shannon, which is wild for anybody to want to like willingly do that. And um, Shannon's like, it makes me sad when my father hears he wants, you know, when I hear he wants to spend more time with me, but I'm trying to make a better future for my kid. We show, we get an old photo of Gene, the machine and Shannon who looked way different in this photo, but a nice photo. Um, and Shannon even lets us know that she only has small groups of friends because she can't spread herself too thin and she feels tense, all that stuff. So gra grandpa Gene 
he goes at the end of the day, he goes, I'm 92 and I'm still going strong. I hope you go strong forever, Gene. Gene seems really with it. So that's awesome, man. Cut to Terry and Heather are coming in from some dinner and Terry's like, I ate so many chips tonight. Ah, they have a huge bathroom. Each side has like a separate like guys mirror, girls mirror. And they're just talking. It's like very cute. Like Heather has really set up a very nice life to for herself. And I know that sounds obvious, but it's like really way too nice. Terry's putting a vitamin case, all of his vitamins, like a daily vitamin case. I'd love to know what the shit Terry takes is. You know he's taking everything under the sun. Heather uh, says, me and Gina, we just click. And then we see Heather going around the house, talk to Coco, her daughter, 10, goes into Cat's room, 14. She's like, okay, we're going to do singing classes with you next week. Remember, family dinner, Nikki, 17. They're doing all family schedules. Nikki's like, mom, we have a family scheduled calendar already. We see the elevator in the back. Like, I love that there's an elevator off of one of the kids' rooms. Uh, but she also brings up the Max, her daughter, the bisexual girl that we met um, many times, but in the first episode, because Noelle is a bisexual, too. Oh, you're you're Max. I'm a bisexual, too. Remember that? So Max wrote a book. She's only 17, already way more accomplished than I'll ever be. And it's a book about being a teenager in the 21st century, which actually it kind of did seem interesting. It's for teens and their parents. And the uh, Max and her mom, Heather, do a shared talking head, which was cute. New scene. We come back. Noella comes into a, We're at a new place. Tracy Bloom, an energy healer, um, and she does Reiki, which are hands all over the body and gives kind of fine tuning. And Tracy, we find out from Noella, books out weeks or months in advance. So it's huge. She says that I'm sharing it with Shannon today. It's huge. I've got a Reiki story, you guys, that I don't think is family. I've said it on the podcast before, but I don't know. I mean, it's been like 20 years since this happened. So, um, no, probably like 17. But like, I don't, I've told this story, but I don't want to shock anybody. But like, there was this one girl I dated. Okay, if you don't want to hear something that's potentially upsetting about me doing something sexual with my body, I totally get it. I don't want to hear it either. But I just want to relate a story about Reiki with me. So that's that's that. So I was dating this girl and um, she um, she was like a massage therapist at the place I worked. But she did Reiki healing, energy healing. And she was like vegetarian. She was like really interesting, really pretty and stuff. And um, so we only dated for like three weeks. It really hot and heavy and then just gone. Um, and uh, I don't know why I'm whispering. Sorry. And uh, so then. She's like doing something like with, she's doing oral, you know, she's doing something orally to me and she's putting her hands like, like on top of like, like hovering over my chest. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And she's like, it's Reiki. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, and I'm like, ha ha, uh, whatever. And then you guys, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I finish my business and I immediately burst into tears. Hardest cry of my life. I've never cried that hard in my life. Whatever. She, I was like, what did you do to me? And she's like, it's natural. It's totally natural. Just let it out. I'm like, I don't want to let it out. Please make me stop. I don't want to do this. It was the scary. It was so crazy, you guys. I've never been with a woman since. Um, so Shannon, you know, she shares this with Shannon. And, uh. You know, 
Noella immediately brings up to Shannon about Dr. Jen being wacky. And Shannon's like, well, yeah, that party was hard for me too with Heather. Um, in a talking head, Noella goes, Heather's being very manipulative and controlling. And I'm, I'm starting to see it. Shannon gets on the table and the Reiki master is like, how many kids do you have? Like, you know, there's a lot of kids stuff in here. I feel. And Shannon immediately tears up. Like, it's like, Showtime. She's like, I'm divorced. I know all my kids are hurting. And the Reiki's like, may I ask you to breathe through that? Okay. And she lets us know she has a fear of not being able to provide for her kids, which is a very real fear. That is totally real. So we go to a new scene. We're at Dr. Jen's house. Nicole comes over. She brings a Louis Vuitton. Um, uh, like a Louis Vuitton actual luggage but she's carrying all the stuff for like a cheese board in it. Like instead of just like a Ralph's bag or like a grocery bag, she has a full Louis Vuitton and uh, she brings it over to Dr. Jen's. So she sets up this cheese board. Emily comes in. Gina comes in. Dr. Jen just says, you know, it's hard for me to make friends. Like I kind of like my employees are the only people I see. So they're kind of my friends, but I pay them. So um, we're all talking and Emily says, I'm, I'm confused by Noella a little bit. And there's silence. Um, and Dr. Jen relays the story of being called a ugly, irrelevant, thirsty. And Gina says, uh, um, that's bad. I'll tell you, you shouldn't be pe calling people ugly. It's damn savage. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> Dr. Jen is talking about how she's very confused about the timeline of Noella's marriage. But by the way, you guys, Noella says this earlier, but like, I'm confused too. I'm confused about the whole Noella sweet James situation. Like guys don't turn bad. Like this guy was bad from the jump. And I have a feeling she might not have been great from the jump either. I don't know, but it just, I get the heebie jeebies. I can't be the only one thinking this. So everybody's like, yeah, that's a very salacious thing to say about someone. Um, Dr. Zen says, I, I think Noella's not stable. I think she needs professional help. And Emily says, well, no, she needs a raw and real combo, but she, you know, I, I agree. She can't treat people like shit. And Dr. Jen says, I personally think she's got too long gone for that. And she's going down a destructive path. So that's that lady conversation. We come back up. Archie, uh, Archie Shannon Bedore's dog is just staring at a tennis ball. That's gone into the pool and doing nothing about it, which is very Shannon Bedore of just staring at something and not really working through it. Um, we also see that Shannon's also in this big house that I believe she told us two seasons ago that she is renting. She's not buying. She's renting. It's like, if you want money for your daughters, don't rent your house. You know, she FaceTimes Pat, her mother, who's in Nashville and they're taking a trip to Nashville. Um, and, uh, in 10 years, she says she's only seen her mom once. And that's wild. And her mom's also divorced as well. There's a flashback to her mom. Um, a long time ago, uh, Shannon's crying to her about her marriage. And it's like, her mom's like, concentrate on your own life. You are blessed with the girls you have. You are blessed with your life. That should make you happy. It seems like her mom is like a no nonsense, but in a really cool, good way. Like I really, really dug Shannon's mom. Um, that's happens. We cut to the fancy pants racetrack where Travis and Gina are meeting, uh, Heather and Terry, uh, they get taken down to the winner's circle. And Gina's like, I didn't even know there was a winner's circle. What? 
Um, they get to be there, seeing everything. And, uh, you know, Gina's like, everything Heather touches turns to diamonds. She's amazing. Guys, this literally is the worst Gina I've ever done in my life, and I love it. So we get a flashback of Gina doing a fancy picnic with Heather a couple days ago. And Heather's like, here's your Dom. I, f- I picked this fresh bay. I picked this fresh basil from my garden. And you can just tell like, it is impressive when somebody's rich and like, they know how to live life in a classy way. They're not a mess. Like Heather's not a mess. Uh, Gina's like, my mom says I have champagne budget. No, I have champagne taste on a beer budget. And Heather is, uh, uh, so we come back to the racetrack. Heather is now seating all the people at the their lunch table at the track. Terry's like, Travis, why don't you come on and bet with me? Like, the guys, the guys get out of here. And Gina and Heather talk about Noella a little bit. And, you know, Heather's like, well, I I like Noella. She talked really nice about my, my daughter being bisexual. And uh, Gina's like, well, I got to tell you, she warned me to be careful around you. So and now this is two things that Heather has heard. We also get a scene where they watch the race thing. And guess what? Heather is on Terry's knee and they're still doing the same bouncing thing of like the, the nerdy penetration. They're like, I'm bouncing, I'm bouncing on Terry. I'm bouncing on Terry's knee. Um, so the new scene we have uh, Noella uh, with Noella. Emily comes over um, and Noella's like, hey, girl, this is my sad cootery. I didn't have time to make a real charcuterie. And he's like, let's get this champagne. The sooner it hits my mouth, the better it will be. And then you guys, I shit you not. She goes, is it OK if I speak in a whisper? Sadly, I lost my voice when I when I when I when I go through things. Come closer, Emily. And Emily's like, this is like ASMR. Yeah, sexy. Yeah. And Emily says, uh, in a talking head, maybe there's surveillance equipment. I, who knows? And Noella goes, I love him. I don't want this, but I, I feel like such a fool. You know, would I be allowed to do, I, you know, to allow this man back in my heart, in my life? And Emily's like, so you're at the point of no return. I have to be. I have to be. And... Noella goes, Sunday, I woke up at the foyer, and there's a flower man with beautiful flowers. And she's like, are you Noella? And I was like, yeah. Well, you've been served. He served divorce paper with flowers? Yeah. The first time he served, my mom answered the door. And this, so it wasn't me, and it had to be me. So this time, James sent flowers. And that's fucking wild, man. So if sweet James did this, that means he's really thinking everything through and he's thinking through all these angles. That comment comes into play later, you guys. So she says, I think um, Dr. Emily's a doctor. Emily says, well, you know, we were all kind of suspicious. Dr. Jen was especially, but I think Noella actually is the person she says she is. You know, I think what she's saying is true and accurate. She's just going up, going through a lot. Um, So, they bring up the conversation about Dr. Jen being curious about the wedding. And Noella's like, it was a summer 2020 wedding and it was in the backyard. My son was there. That's how divorce works. You have to be legally married first. Shocking. I know. And Emily goes, you know, 
you can always call me, Noella. We can work through it. Anything that you say, I am genuinely here for you, and I will help you in any way I can. This is really nice of Emily, and I don't feel like Noella deserves it, but it's really nice. And she's like, I'm leaning on these women, Shannon, Gina, and Emily. And uh, she goes, you know what, Emily? I actually offered James the dog because I didn't want him to be alone right now. And uh, Emily's like, okay, well, let's go throw out those flowers. That's that episode. Episode six, you guys. It's called Straight Questions, Straight-ish Answers. hey We start off at the Chakra Shack, you guys. It is a batshit place in Orange County, I guess, where they read your chakras. We're in a scene with Max17 and Heather Debro, and they're going to get their aura colors red. Heather says, I love all of this kind of stuff. I just do. I love it. And there's a flashback to the bald psychic. You remember that bald psychic, you guys? The bald psychic was the one that was like, um, Brooks doesn't have cancer. There's something going on there. Amazing stuff. But um, Heather lets us know these mother-daughter moments are necessary. They take their aura pics. It's cute. You have to put your hand on a sensor and it reads your aura. They're going to have this at the book party for Max's book. Um, and uh, we see that uh, Heather has a messy blobby aura, which is great. Um, but also, Heather lets us know this book party, it's worth celebrating. And she goes, Max, I know you gave me the book, but I, you said don't read it yet. But I read the book, and I just love that you talk about everything. I'm excited to watch you. This is your moment. It's amazing. And we find out Max has had social anxiety. And, um, you know, during COVID, she didn't even leave the house after a while. Um, so it, um, it's wild. Uh, so then the, the cute lady, the cute young cashier works there and, uh, Max is like, do you have this such and such stone? She's like, yeah, right over here. And then they're like over there looking at the stone and Max is like, are you straight? She's like, no. And it's like, I knew it. And then they're like exchanging each other's Snapchats, which I'm like, what the fuck? When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. 
F-O-O-D-S dot com. The episode in just one second, but uh, wanted to talk a little bit about our sponsor this week. And I am very excited to have our next sponsor with us. Uh, it is awesome. It is a vitamin. Now, Ritual Vitamins are now my vitamin of cho- choice, not just because I got them for free, you guys. No, ser- seriously. In fact, I was talking to my friend about this is like, I, I don't like when they they send me products that I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep using this, which means I'm going to have to pay for this. But this is a product that I actually am going to be happy to pay for because in 2022, like I've been talking about last week, it is all about A, the podcast and B, my health. I want to get healthy again. Uh, and you got to start with a vitamin. Uh, they, they sent me this information and I thought it was fascinating. I want to share with you. Uh, They said gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 90% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Now, Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin, I'm taking the the man vitamin, of course, Uh, it was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. So it's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. So the results of this was that Essential for Women 18 Plus Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in the leading scientific journal, Frontiers in Nutrition. Uh, but I, you know what? I also got to say, uh, they didn't put this in the information, but I love people that are like, yo, this is what it does. We have proof. Like, that's what we, we I love that this is somebody that's like, I have proof of exactly what I'm telling you. Uh, a published clinical study is a big deal. It's a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-free ingredients, and always clear communication no shady stuff. I love that. Uh, so I've been taking it for a couple of weeks now. Um, and I love it. it is now my multivitamin. I take in the morning. Uh, I do that. I'm, do, I'm doing the Peloton. I'm trying to be proactive about my health. Because remember, we talk about it. This is our bodies at this point. Our brains and our bodies are things that we have to do routine maintenance. And Ritual is a great way to start your day. So right now, Ritual is offering my listeners, so bad it's good listeners, 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com forward slash so bad and turn healthy habits into a say it with me a ritual that's 10 percent off at ritual.com forward slash so bad remember as always these will be in the show notes and now ladies and gentlemen back to our show people are still doing snapchat and heather's like that is very cute i love people of your age you guys just call each other out it is amazing to see I love it. I love that your generation does this. And Max is like, I have great gaydar. <laughs> so we cut to Noella with her dog, Rihanna. And she has found the time to dress Rihanna in a little cute dog outfit. And she's like, it's so flipping cute. Uh, Gina comes in and, uh, well, now Noella has her voice back. And she's like, need wine. And Noella's like, Rosé is ready. They make spritzers. And she goes, so. 
I have found James. I have access to his credit card. And I found out the charges on it. I found out where that little fucker is. Take a guess, Gina. Just get a continent outside of the U.S. And Gina's like, South Africa? Which, you know, not a continent. And, um, you know, she, you know, Noella goes like, uh. And then she goes, he's in motherfucking Mykonos. He doesn't know that I know. And um, she's like, James is not having a problem moving on. Here's my problem with this. If James is this calculated, sweet James, to, you know, throw a divorce paper with flowers, wouldn't he also know be calculated with anything she has access to? Like something doesn't make sense. Like you found like I have a feeling like it wasn't secret to begin with, like because, OK, I'm in Mykonos. I don't know. It's also Lindsay Lohan's. That's how Mykonos lives in my heart from the Lindsay Lohan Beach Club reality show. Um but, you know, Noelle's like, he doesn't know that I know. Um, in a talking head, Noelle's like, you know, I just need to get up, get out of my dirty clothes and get out of here. But she lets Gina know she doesn't want to date yet. Not a penis. I want to slap a man right now, she says. And then she goes, I masturbated this morning. And she goes, and she does it in like a sing-songy way. I masturbated this morning. And Gina goes, oh, oh that's healthy. Okay, very healthy. And uh, she's like, yeah, nothing like a charge card in Mykonos to get the juices flowing. Cut two. Uh, We are with Heather and Dr. Jen and Emily at the Sweat Sauna Studio, which now they just have places where you can go in and just sweat. They used to have that attached to a place called a gym, but I guess that's no longer exists. So they get in there. It's 150 degrees. And Heather's like, self-care Friday. And then after this, we're going to get nail appointments. Dr. Jen has come and she has to go back to work afterwards because she reminds us she's the the breadwinner in the family. And she also lets us know this thing comes out that her ex-boyfriend sued her for 850 grand. And that was a hard way to start off her and Ryan's marriage. Um, and the, the, the headline they threw up there from a newspaper was like, cheating ex in regards to Dr. Jen. So I have a feeling we're going to hear more about that story with the rest of the season. But he argued her ex-boyfriend that all the gifts he gave were loans. And he was like, but he lied to me. He told me he was divorced, but he was just separated. Um, After like when she married Ryan uh, three days later, this ex sued her. And Emily goes, well, do you get resentful though of being the breadwinner and all that stuff? And Dr. Jen says, me and Ryan are trying not to be resentful, but a year ago it was really bad. Emily in a talking head says, yeah, there was a point with me and Shane. I didn't think we would make it, you know, and and I advise people to put the work in. And then Emily goes, no one wants to date a 45-year-old with kids in Orange County. And I'm like, what? I would. Like, I, I would. I mean, I don't like Dr. Jen's political leanings, but I would date Dr. Jen, I think. I think Dr. Jen, I mean, I don't know. I find Dr. Jen pretty. I don't, I don't see what the, I mean, like, wouldn't, I, I want to be Ryan, except I could still be Ryan, but I would smell the right fucking way. And I would wear a shirt because I do not have Ryan's upper body. <laughs> uh, Emily gets up cause she's like, ladies, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. And then she gets a, she pulls a sub up Jersey Mike sub out of her sandwich. And Heather is like a gas. She's like, you're detoxing. And uh, she's like, Emily's like, it's healthy. It's turkey. And Heather says in a talking head, who who brings a sub into a sauna? And also, 
who eats in the sauna. So uh, we cut to uh, Shannon's daughters with Shannon packing for their Nashville trip to see Shannon's mom. And Shannon's like, tells the girls, you need to start exercising. And Shannon's daughters, 17, are like, we do? What are you talking about? And Shannon's like, no, with me, with me. We cut back to uh, the Debro and uh, the Debro scene. They're getting gel manicures now. Um, Emily gets a uh, champagne glass with strawberries. She's like, my daily dose of fruit. And Heather uh, lets the ladies know. Heather is, we bought this land in Idaho, but not enough people were buying in Cabo. So I said, oh, oh sorry. We bought this land in Idaho, but not enough people were buying. So we're going to buy in Cabo instead. And we decided it should be a girl's trip. Um Dr. Jen uh, lets the ladies know that she's trying to make peace with Noella. And she's like, I think it would be go would be a good idea if we go out for drinks. Heart emoji. Let me know when is best for you. And does another emoji. And they're like, double emojis. That's great. Um, Heather says, well, but I'm hearing from different people that Noella is talking mad shit about me. She doesn't say mad shit. And Emily goes, yeah, she called you a fake bitch. And she's like, wow, you know, too. And Heather's like, I invited her to Max Books party because she was really sweet to Max. And now I feel kind of odd that I know she thinks that she thinks I'm a phony bitch. Dr. Jen says, Noella is just lashing out with other women. We cut now to Nashville. The girls are already there. Uh, Shannon, they're all sitting at the table with her mom. Shannon's the only one to order an alcoholic drink at lunch. She orders the hot and bothered. She goes, I'll have the hot and bothered. And she's like waiting for like a a laugh, I think, even though that's what the drink is called. And they're just crickets. And the mom says, well, how long has it been? Uh, or she goes, mom, how long has it been since we've been here? And, and her mom was like, well, it was four years ago. And last time you were here, you were just went through a miserable divorce, but you've done such a good job, Shannon, you know, you deal, you know, you know, you've done such a good job with the girls and, but I know the girls are hurt and going through a lot still. And Shannon lets us know my parents got divorced when she was 17 years old. Um, and her one daughter, Sophie says that she, she said, I could picture getting married to Reese, the podiatrist, and it's only been four months. And I, like, I remember that, like your first love when you're like, I could see us together forever. Like, I remember that. That's such the beauty of youth, right? Making those like wild statements like that. Like I was so sure that I was going to marry my teen, my high school girlfriend. Like I was. I mean, it did last seven years. Like, I was really committed to that. But, like, it's you just believe in it so much because you never have felt that in your life. Like, that's all new to you, and it's so amazing. And it's like your like hormones are changing. You're not at, like, a blood-drinking Machine Gun Kelly phase, but it's really exciting. Shannon also lets us know that she got married at 36 years of age to David, which is wild. Um, one of her daughters says sometimes she doesn't feel like she deserves a good relationship. Sophie says that. And Shannon is tearing up and she's like, I know my kids are carrying around everything that's still happening with me and David, but it means the world for me to see you girls happy. And she's like, Adelaide, are you good? She's like, I'm good. Uh, she doesn't seem to be processing a lot of this yet. Um, <laughs> cut to Heather is shooting a, um, an infomercial, I guess in their kitchen. And Noella comes in and she comes in while shooting and Heather's like, one second, one second. And then Noella in a talking head goes, Heather scheduled this. She told me to come. She chose a time while she was shooting an infomercial. She wants me to see this. She wants me to be impressed. I'm not here to go toe to toe with Heather Dubrow. 
But if she wants to bring it, I will end it. Like, girl, what the fuck? The fuck? Like, are you? Who are you, Noella? You're a first seasoner. Calm the F down. Like, listen, I might not love Heather Dubrow, but like, watch who you're speaking to. Like, really? Like, you're going to end it? Yeah, you're going to end your time on the show. Like, that's really what you're going to end. And by the way, Heather Dubrow came out after this episode aired and was like, yo, and she like posted the text messages that literally was like, I'm filming an infomercial, but we'll find like it was telling her exactly what was going on. So there was no confusion about what she'd be walking into. I'm telling you, man, Noella, there's there's a shyster there. There's something something ain't right. And maybe it's just the the divorce and, and that pain. Maybe that's it. But something ain't right, you guys. And then Heather afterwards goes, okay, let's come into my office. And Noella, it's like pictures of Heather everywhere. And Noella goes, in a talking head, it's a shrine to a really big narcissist. If I wasn't so creeped out, I would be impressed. Noella, who the fuck do you think you're dealing with? This is Heather Dubrow. That's her thing. Heather Dubrow loves Heather Dubrow. Heather probably is a narcissist, but she's found a way to really make it work. And like... Watch your mouth, Noella, for real. Like, like, watch it. Heather says, I um, I just wanted to talk to you. I heard some things, and I want to talk to you and hear what's going on. And Nicole says, you called me a phony, a fake bitch? And Noella goes, yeah. And Noella, like, looks all, like, just her doe eyes, like, looking like, yes, yes. The person I really am angry with is James. You know, your name got brought up, and... I was like, ah, no, it's just, I don't need phony bullshit. I lashed out. It's like all misdirections. And, 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 uh, Heather goes, I'm going to let that one go. And Noella goes, a class act would. And then she goes, but then Gina told me you said I wasn't to be trusted. Why am I not to be trusted, Noella? And Noella goes, remember how I said Nicole told me a lot of things about your life? Well, she called me after your no-boo party. And Heather's like, you're speaking very cryptically about the lawsuit with Terry, Noella says. I don't know why that would make you distrustful of me. I saw my girlfriend change based on a phone call with her. And there's a flashback to Noella saying, um, you know, I need you here for me, Nicole. And Nicole goes... I am done with this topic and this conversation and hangs up on her. Oh, no, sorry. sorry, sorry that's, a, that's a different thing. No, this is the time when they met out for lunch where Nicole was like embarrassed to be around her because Noella was bawling. But um, Heather goes, Noella, if we're starting to be friends, this isn't the way to start a friendship. And then Noella goes, I heard you were slamming people against walls that night at the Nobu party. And uh, she's like, the night... Of Heather's no boo party. Heather and Terry were shoving someone against the wall, which is just amazing. Cause if like that was happening, love a camera on there first. I'm like, you motherfucker, I'm gonna fuck you. I wanna put you against the wall. And Heather's like, I didn't slam anyone against the wall, which we get a flashback of that. Cameras down, cameras down, cameras down, everybody, when Heather screamed that to the crew. And when, by the way, they obviously were pissed. I mean, who knows what would have happened? Who cares? I love it. Talking head. Um, Heather goes, I what? what am I getting? Like, I'm getting psycho vibes from Noella. What are you even talking about? Am I being punked? And 
Heather's like, okay, Noella, you've got a lot of going on. And, and, and Noella's like, I do. And Heather goes, I'm not sure I'm the right friend for you right now. I'm very happy to just keep this to a social friendship when we're out. You know, why have relationships like this, Heather says. And Noella's like, yeah, I agree. It's so fucking weird, you guys. I'm, Noella gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, she really does. She'd be a great podcast guest, don't get me wrong. Because she wants to impress in that way, and she wants to talk shit. So she'd be great, but something weird. We cut to Gina and Travis. Uh, we cut to Noella getting uh, into a car, tells the driver that she's been tracking her husband through a credit card being Matlock. We cut to Shane and Emily getting in the car. They're all traveling to um, the book party. And Emily's like, this dress is tight on my butt. And then Shane's like, why wear it? And then Emily's like, why? are you going to be like this all night? And she's like, maybe you should go home. And Shane, you can tell, just wants to go home. She's like, yeah, I'd love to. We cut to the book party. Terry and the family get out. The chakra readers are there. Her books are everywhere. Her photo, Max's face is everywhere. A huge event for this book. And it's called I'll Give It To You Straight. And it's cute and funny because she's by. Uh, Noella comes in, hugs Terry, gives Max a gift. Uh, Terry goes, uh, walks Heather over to say hi to Noella. I guess Terry doesn't realize that it's a bad situation. Um, they do a, a two kiss, uh, a one on each cheek, and then just Heather walks away. And Heather says, this is Max's day. A hello and a goodbye and not engaging. We are good. Heather, I get it, but be careful. Don't become Meredith Marks. We want somebody that does engage, okay? Uh, Emily and Shane get there. Travis and Gina get there. Terry asks, Shane, do you drink? And he's like, nope, nope, <laughs> never had a drip in my life. And he goes, smoke marijuana? Nope nothing and terry you could tell is just like well what the fuck am i gonna do with you man um gina jenny we see max's girlfriend comes in i don't know if it's her girlfriend girlfriend or just friend that's girl but we see her and they, they put her name up on a chiron nicole comes in with this gold cell phone purse and she's like it's like a zach morris situation from saved by the bell he carried around this huge cell phone which was so cool at the time i'm always down for uh anybody bringing up a saved by the bell reference you know uh, Vic, Nicole's boyfriend is with her. Um, and Noella's there, everybody's hugging and Nicole moves past Noella and Noella's like, no hug for me. And Shane says, well, okay, who doesn't want to talk to who? Like Shane's like into the girl's business. Uh, and we cut to the scene, uh, earlier where, well, we didn't, we, we flash back to a scene where, you know, Noella's going, you know, I called you to go to lunch and, um, clearly I cannot. Oh, yeah. So Noella's crying. And then Nicole goes on FaceTime call, which we get to see. She's like, clearly, I cannot be the friend you want me to be. You're not being kind. And I'm going to end the call. And she just gets off the phone. And Noella in a talking head is like, if she can't deal with me at the hardest part of my life, we can't do this. Dr. Jan and Ryan comes in without a shirt. No, with a shirt. Sorry, with a shirt. That Yeah. Emily says, I'm happy to see, like Dr. Jen says hi to Noella, and Emily immediately calls it out and says, I'm happy to see you two talking to Dr. Jen and Noella. And um, I, you know, I said, I'm glad, Noella. No, you know, Noella, uh, no, sorry, Dr. Jen goes, I'm glad Noella is admitting to the downright lies she said about me. And there's a flashback to them going to lunch where Noella said it was about her, you know, you know, it's about sweet James, not about you, Dr. Jen. So Dr. Jen is starting to come around to know Noella. That's all it takes. You guys one lunch. It's all it takes. And we cut back 
Um, she's like, I'm just projecting on people right now. So, uh, she, uh, Dr. Jen is telling somebody, she's like, oh, to, she, to Heather. She's like, I'm married to Ryan. And then, uh, I got sued. And, uh, so, oh, sorry, you guys. It was, it's something about baby steps. I don't know what this note means, but he, she also talks about Ryan. Ryan was originally named R-Y-A-N, but he changed it when he was older to R-Y-N-E. What? Like he need, like what? You need that kind of attention where you change it as an adult? Rand. Ryan always, it sounds like teen mom when Macy's like, Ryan, Ryan's got Bentley this week. Um, we find out Shannon will not be there because after her trip from Nashville, she had she got sick and she had to get an MRI for chest pains. I hope it wasn't COVID, but she is not there. Which, by the way, I wonder if Shannon's like relieved when shit like that happens. Shannon is sick. Uh, so so Noella says, um, you know, everybody's being uh, Noella says that Shannon is open and transparent. She says that to Gina and Emily and Gina's like, oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> And Emily says, I'm going to take jabs at Shannon because Shannon deserves it. And uh, Heather invites Dr. Jen to Cabo. She says, yes. Uh, we see this Shane and Travis talking to each other. Shane's arms are crossed, which is always the sign of a person having a good time. Uh, Emily is getting her chakra uh, red and her vagina area is all red. And the ladies say that means a blown out chakra. And Jean's, Gina says, a blown out vagina? What does it say? <laughs> <laughs> Emily says, because I'm 45 and I'm tired. So now everybody's making vagina chakra jokes. Yeah, that's a good, hey, vagina chakra. Mike, check one, two, one, two. I got a vagina. How about you? I love chakra. I love rock ya. I don't like Machine Gun Kelly when he drinks your blood. I got a serum. It's called Nuggets. I don't know where that went. That, guys, that was totally off the top of my head. Oh, I forgot. I love musical interludes like that. So <laughs> Heather is talking to Dr. Jen and says, you know, we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of me and Terry's first blind date. And on that date, he came back to me and said, let's never speak again because it can never get better than this. And Dr. Jen's like, I met Ryan at a breakfast buffet, but he had to eventually come around. And, uh, oh my God, you guys, I, I was just told, um, I was just told that the, the podcast just abruptly cut off and I had recorded this whole last part of the section. So now I'm back. It's Friday. I thought everything was good. And then I'm getting messages saying it all cut off and I go back in to check my audio file. And, and sure enough, all the other stuff I did is not there. I don't know what's going on. I blame Yellow Jackets or one of the other creepy weird shows that I'm watching right now. But let's let's finish this out so we can enjoy the weekend properly. I'm so sorry that that cut out right there. I'm so embarrassing. Anyways, um, okay. So I was right at the Ryan, like, you know, we met at a breakfast buffet. And uh, Dr. Jen's like, you know, and he had to come around. Like, she kind of eventually had to talk him into getting into a relationship with her. And, uh, Heather's like, well, how, how's it going? And Ryan goes, well, still coming around. Ryan hates Dr. Jen, right? Like we can all agree. We all see it. Um, this is a relationship. I really don't predict lasting a, a lot longer. I know, I know Emily says it's good that people work things out, but sometimes it's all right not to work things out. Um, 
we cut to Emily and uh, Noella talking, and Emily's talking about when she was 27 years old, she was super hot, and Noella's like, "You're st- you're still hot, baby." You're still hot. I got to say, I think Emily is hotter now than the pic they showed us. I think Emily is super hot. I I just, I like the, <laughs> I, I like the womanly curves. I don't know what I'm saying, you guys. I didn't know I was going to have to do this. Um, and Emily says, um, Emily tells Noella, she's like, she's getting drunk. She's like, I want to ride horses. Do you want to ride horses in Cabo with me? And we find out Noella was not invited to the Cabo trip by Heather. Because why would Heather invite Noella to the Cabo trip? And Noella's like, I'm just lucky to be here at Max's party, I guess. And Emily says, well, yeah, you called Heather a fake bitch. Which, yeah, like, why would you ever expect to go somewhere if you called the person inviting people to the party a fake bitch? I'm not like everybody that's ripped on, everybody that's talked shit on me. I'm not like, come to my house, hang out with me, please. Um, and Noelle's like, I guess my invite got lost in the mail. Heather makes a speech um, about Max and saying, this is a raw and honest book, what you shared, and I'm very proud of you. And um, and, I, and and we see Nicole in the audience crying at, at Heather's speech, which we must have not have seen the whole speech. Like, it was, a, it was, it was nice, but I, I wasn't like, oh, my God, help me. Um, but Nicole, like, they're, they're, they're making it seem, or Noella's making it seem, that Heather got to Nicole and completely changed. And Nicole is very far up Heather DeBro's ass right now. I don't know. I also don't think Nicole is the brightest bulb in the bunch. So, I mean, it doesn't, Nicole doesn't seem to want drama. I get it. Probably not the show for her, even though I think she had such a strong showing on the first couple of episodes, you know? Um, also, I think I said this before, or I don't know if it got cut off because I said it the first time, but I just, I gotta say, I really love the DeBros family life. I really do like the, throwing a book party and stuff. And it seems like this book is about like really cool stuff. I wonder if Max is doing interviews about this book. I would love to talk to her about this book. So we cut to, um, Emily, we cut back to Emily and, uh, oh, sorry. Max really quickly says, I want, I want this book to help with mental health and sexuality. Thanks for coming. Blah, blah, blah. We cut back to Emily and she's flirting with a 27 year old bartender. And she's like, ah, drunk. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go home. I gotta go home. And then, um, Shane's there. She's like, I have cute panties on for you, Shane. And Shane's like, I'll talk. No, like doesn't even get beyond like a, a 56 BPM resting heart rate. He's like, I'll talk, no action. And Noella goes, I've got a working theory. I think you guys have the hottest sex. And then Emily goes, we do when I stay awake. (laughs) Also, gross. Like, no offense to Emily. I I don't want to picture Shane going to pound town with Emily. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to picture that. Like, I don't I don't like to picture my housewives having sex, you know? Do you, do you guys like to picture your housewives having sex? So Noella says, yeah, there's a little musk in the air. He's the perfect height where he can be everywhere all at once on a human body. Never count the little man out. Noella, could we get you to be just a hair creepier? It's not, it's not landing this much. Like a musk in the air? What the fuck are you, hunting for deer? There's a musk. Shane's, Shane's emitting a musk and... He's a tiny guy, so he can work on the bottom and the top. Like, what are you saying, girl? Um, then Emily sees Nicole's purse, the gold uh, phone, and she's like, 
That purse costs 15000 It only holds lip gloss. And Emily's, uh, and then she's just drunkenly ranting. She's like, I'm going to have to pay $1,000 a month for my student loans until I die. And Dr. Jen, uh, Emily starts questioning about the ex-boyfriend. And Dr. Jen's like, yeah, I paid back everything that guy sued me for. I, I, I paid him back. And then Emily's like, you like the money, Dr. Jen. Just say it, say it, say it. And she's like, Dr. Jen's like, no, I'll tell the answer. And Emily's like, you're lying. You're lying. And Gina sees it and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Overnight, <laughs> overnight, my Gina turned into a British uh, Australian. Oh, my God. Uh, Susanna, by the way, hi. Uh, she's the one that gave me the Australian book on how to speak Australian. So obviously it's bleeding into this. Um so Gina comes over and she's like, oh, I've, <laughs> she's like, I've seen where this, these conversations tend to lead. Oh, we got to get Emily out of here. Um, and Emily's like, yeah, I don't want to end this night having a Hulk moment, which I love the Hulk. I love when superheroes get brought into the housewives universe. Emily asks Heather, um, uh, about Noella. She's like, is Noella not going to Cabo? And like, kind of right in front of Noella as Noella leaves. And Heather goes, I don't want to take a trip with someone who lies to me. We're good. We're good. And Emily and Shane start to walk out and we just kind of hear that we see them from a distance, but we their mics are still on. And she's like, Shane, come help me pee. And he's like, no, no, no. She's like, no, I need you. I'm going to put out when I go home. And then Shane goes, does that mean butt sex is possible? <laughs> Noella's like, yes. Oh, Shane, you little man. You musky little man. Oh, Shane. Oh, butt sex with Shane. But by the way, also, why the fuck am I now picturing Shane Simpson having butt sex with Emily Simpson? What the hell is going on? Oh, my God. Oh, and also overnight, Emily, because I changed my name to Ryan, R-Y-N-E, like Ryan from this. That's my new name, Ryan Bailey. And um, Emily commented on that, and I asked her if Shane changed his name to Shan um, with a Y-N-E. And she's nice. She's actually been really nice in my DMs. And I'm trying to get her on, but Bravo PR is so difficult, so I had to remind her, and she's going to send an email. But she even said... You know, with the OC, they're very tentative about podcasters, which I, I, I get. But sometimes we're treated like the redheaded stepchild. And I think they're of the opinion that podcasting isn't powerful enough. And I just think that's so dumb. I think that's so not the case. I think we are a very powerful audience and we're the people that really love it. And you got to throw a bone to us sometimes, you know, and I don't mean to me, but to us as collectively, you know, a collective like we we, we actually really care. And and, you know. I always talk about wanting to get new eyes on this, but it's like any kind of fan base is that you want places to go to that can actually satiate your um, your love of the show to find inside information to find it's how the it's how this works. And for sometimes Bravo to turn their back on this kind of stuff, it's a bummer, you know, and of course you have the, you know, like, you know, Danny's always going to get first. Heather McDonald is up there, of course. I mean, they've been doing this for so long, but also there's like a whole other level I think where I'm at and other people that are kind of rising and you really want as many voices in there as possible. And I think, um, I don't know, sometimes I, I get it, but sometimes I, I think they're a little too strict w with things, but I would love, see, I would love to talk to the Bravo PR person and interview them about what they, their goal is 
as a publicist like that inside information just really uh well anyways guys while i have you here overnight also kanye uh did a diss rap track and said god saved me from the crash to beat pete davidson's ass and also i just watched the new and just like that and che diaz and miranda hook up <laughs> we'll talk all about that on monday you guys but as always thank you for an amazing week sorry about the tom sandoval interview that'll be coming next week once it's approved we have a great next week already lined up for you of some really good good surprise guests um and thank you so much for all of your support at the beginning of the year. It means a lot. If you guys like this show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and um, a five-star review on Spotify. Spotify, you can leave reviews too. And like I always say, if you don't like it, I totally get it. But maybe send me an email about what you don't like and don't rate it and review it because it really does affect things for me unless you just kind of want to hurt me. And then I guess it's a good way to do it. Um, also, if you want more, I just released an hour and a half uh, Patreon with Medita Lopez over on the Patreon for a couple bucks a month. You can get access to all of those episodes. And I talk a lot about like inside dirt about the Sandoval interview and about a lot of other things that have been happening. So if you want a little bit more inside of the podcast, head on over there and that's it. Uh, but for you guys, I want you guys to have the best week ever. If you're in town, go to the Sandoval show with me on Saturday at Canyon club. There are still, I think tons of tickets available and, um, uh, yeah, have the best weekend ever. Hang out with people you love. Take time for yourself. Watch some good shows. Listen to some good music. Eat good food. Drink good wine. Kiss. Be merry. Dance. All that jazz. I love you guys, and I'll see you bright and early on Monday morning with Sophie Ross. Bye, guys. Betches.